Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another fabulous episode of GEMS Podcast. I'm your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Katina Morrison. Here is a bit about Katina. She assists women with autoimmune disease and chronic illnesses to achieve their best quality of life through wellness mindset, self-advocacy, and implementing natural and holistic health options consistently. She is the founder and CEO of Nurse Love Essentials, LLC, and Nurse Love Essentials blog. Nurse Love Essentials, LLC, provides education, mentoring, self-advocacy, training, and healthful guidance to clients with autoimmune diseases and chronic illnesses to improve their overall health and well-being. As someone who has overcome the challenges of multiple chronic illnesses, she bridges the gap between healthcare and self-care. And in, in her blog, Nurse Love Essentials blog, she combines her love for writing with passion to inspire others to live healthier and more fulfilled lives. As she documents what she has learned from living with rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, and endometriosis, to name a few, in the Essentials Journey Spotlight, she brings attention to the inspirational journeys of women who also use their platform to raise awareness. And without further ado, please welcome Katina Morrison to GEMS Podcasts. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this um, opportunity to meet with you, to have this discussion on your podcast. I'm so excited. So Katina, we know that a bio is just a bio and you've done some amazing work on the forefront as well as behind the scenes. Tell us a fun fact about yourself, maybe ones that your followers don't know and ones that the listener and viewers would like to learn today. Well, a fun fact about me is that, of course, um, I am a person who um, enjoys writing, but I also um, write songs as well. And that's what has um, promote has prompted me to um, do what I do as far as even on reels. It helps to draw out that while I'm a um, the fun fact would really be that I'm actually an introvert, but I come off as a extrovert. But being a part of social media, using it as a way to market um, and raise awareness um, for women's issues, it's helped me to really be able to come outside of my shell. So those are things that people would have never known before, my writing and my singing skills, the fact that I'm an introvert, but to um, be able to come out of my shell in this way has helped me to, to really um, have fun while not only raising awareness, but also marketing my business. And that's amazing. And I like that you write because writing is therapeutic as well as your interest in music and songs because lyrics are so powerful. And today we're going to be diving into women health issues and self-advocacy because that's so important. Sometimes when women go through health challenges and issues, they may not necessarily feel comfortable about talking about it because they don't know if it's a safe environment or they may just not necessarily know how the person on the 
other end is going to receive what they're putting out if they haven't personally walked through that journey. So let's start to unpack some of the women health issues that women in general face and how it can affect them mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, because there's so many things that go into it, mind, body, and soul. Exactly. You know, um, as a woman who has um, grown up with chronic, many chronic illnesses from the age of 11, um, from my first menstrual cycle, I've just started developing very um, chronic, um, very severe and chronic pain. Um, and it wasn't until I was about um, almost in my 30s that I was finally diagnosed with endometriosis. So just imagine over two decades of chronic pain. Um, and that's not just something that I endure. It's something that many women endure. Um, not just endometriosis, fibroids, um, our other, an over, ovarian cyst is also things that I endured. And not getting the proper treatment, testing, diagnostic um, testing, evaluations by doctor, or my pain and symptoms being minimalized, um, or being medically ga gaslit um, is what is something that's commonly talked about lately. Um, and then when it goes to my rheumatoid arthritis symptoms, I had those symptoms very early in life as a teenager, but as a woman, and mind you, women make up 98% of the patients who have um, autoimmune diseases. Um, so these, um, their issue, this really is a women's health issue majorly because of them being the um, main um, patients that have these types of conditions. Um, I know that in my journey, I was told that the pain was in my head. Um, I was told that there was, um, if you think of swelling, you'll see swelling. If you, um, if you uh, think of pain, then you'll feel pain. And this is coming from a rheumatologist who was highly, um, who is someone that is noted to be uh, the figure that many people say is one of the best in my particular area in Tampa, Florida is where I reside. Um, so I feel that it's very important to raise awareness to these health conditions that impact women um, to improve their quality of care so that they can get the care that they deserve and understand that part of getting the care that we deserve as women is actually also being able to advocate for ourselves. And this is what actually promoted um, and prompted me to actually go into health, um, becoming a health coach as a registered nurse, being on the healthcare side of things and as a um, patient, as, as someone who needs care for my multiple health conditions, I feel it's so important to raise this awareness because I don't want women to continue to have to suffer in silence. I want women to be able to thrive, not just survive or not just have to live with their conditions. Um, and we can thrive together if we share these experiences, raise awareness and discuss them openly and learn how to better advocate for ourselves. And I commend you for taking that on because it is a lot of work. And I like the fact that you've had the 360 experience. And when I say that you've been on the field side as a registered nurse, and then you've been on the patient side. And when you are a registered nurse, you see things differently because you're actually in the field doing it day in and day out. But when you're a patient, even though you come from a registered nurse background, sometimes they just see you as a patient and they don't see you as a registered nurse. And then they may not necessarily know how to separate the two. But since you have knowledge on 
both sides of the spectrum, you're able to bring all of that together to really bridge the gap and really meet women where they are. Because I know with autoimmune um, diseases, I know lupus is one. And sometimes lupus could easily be masked for rheumatoid arthritis or people could get misdiagnosed. And then they go through these treatment plans and these treatment plans are not sufficient or efficient for that individual. And then later on down the line, they figure out, oh, well, it was a different autoimmune disease disorder. So have you ever experienced that? Or what are some signs that we as a women could look out for? Because one, our body will never fail us. And our body will always give us different signs and warnings. Like for example, if we eat certain foods and we start to get a stomach ache or our head starts to hurt, or we start to see inflammation, that is your body telling you that your body cannot particularly take the substance that you put in, whether it's food, whether it's something you drink, whether it's a medication you took or et cetera. So our body is our temple. So it's so important to pay attention to our body and how our body reacts to certain things, whether it's environmental factors, whether it's psychological factor or physical factors and make a note of that. And then make sure whoever your healthcare provider is, you have a good relationship with that individual because that person is responsible for your healthcare, but they're not the end all be all because there's so many na um, natural remedies or so many homeopathic remedies, and there are other ways to really heal your body. Exactly. Wow. I appreciate this question and all of the feedback that you gave um, in what you said. You and I align and thought on a lot of things I can see already. Um, in reference to um, how um, women are um, misdiagnosed or not treated appropriately for or diagnosed with the, uh, the correct condition, that's also what um, I've experienced personally. Um, as I mentioned, as a young woman or as a young girl at 11 years old, um, rather than actually doing the appropriate diagnostic testing, I was just placed on birth control um, and birth control. Um, and I, they, I was, they wanted to place me on birth control when I was 13, but we pushed it until I was 17 because I would be in the hospital um, in pain, um, not being able to go to school, not being able to go to work, things of that sort but I didn't get the right diagnosis because actually you shouldn't treat endometriosis with birth control. Um, even um, when it came to my diagnosis of rheumatoid arthritis, the original rheumatologist I saw diagnosed me with fibromyalgia. Now I do have fibromyalgia, but that didn't negate the fact that I also have rheumatoid arthritis. Um, and as a result, I went without treatment for an extended period of time, which led to damage to my joints. Um, it also led to inflammation that um, potentially reached my heart is what the rheumato rheumatologist I saw informed me. Um, rheumatoid arthritis, if not treated correctly and if the inflammation is not controlled, can lead to conditions such as pulmonary hypertension, which was a concern that my providers had for me. But this all came from delayed care, misdiagnosis, and medical gaslighting that I received. So it's, it does happen. Oftentimes, women's conditions are either um, minimalized or misdiagnosed or missed completely. Yes, lupus and many autoimmune diseases share similar symptoms, but they, um, but 
with correct with correct diagnosis, diagnostic testing, and the correct provider who really cares about providing you the best quality of care. Um, and let's set aside just the best, not let's add to best quality of care, providing you the compassion and respect that, that you deserve. Um, when you can combine that um, with the right provider, you can get the correct treatments you need, but it also takes us being able to step up and speak up for ourselves. Do proper research too. Oftentimes, um, we leave our health in the hands of others, but we have to actively engage in our health. Um, Google sometimes scare, you know, can mislead people, but that's also why um, that's also why I do encourage people, um, especially when you don't have um, access to family members or friends that can assist you, to also consider um, getting a coach that can help you navigate those things as well, um, because um, it is very difficult if you don't know the right questions to ask, um, the right treatments to ask for, the right um, understanding your medications. Oftentimes, doctors will prescribe you a medicine. Then they provide you that long 10-page document or more <laughs> that has all of what you know is in the medication, what it may potentially do. Who really reads all of that? Who really does take the time and who can understand the language that it's written in? Um, and that's why, you know, as a nurse, I can because that's education I've received. That was part of the, the training of my training as a nurse. But the average person can't do that. And that's what leads to people being misdiagnosed, mistreated, not getting the correct treatments that they deserve because they're not able to really act, um, advocate for themselves in the appropriate way to get what they deserve. So it does happen and we need to reduce that. And part of that is by through advocates, being self-advocates. Amazing. And one thing that I would add here too is that as you are going through a journey with your help, make sure you speak up because silence is just as bad as not speaking. Even if you speak up and it may not be the best question or you may not necessarily know, still speak up because you have a voice and your voice matters whenever it comes to your health care. When in doubt, always ask for a patient advocate. Patient advocates are trained in certain areas where they could act as a liaison between you and your health healthcare provider. Always do your due diligence, meaning research, and you are always able to get a second opinion. And if you call the number on the back of your insurance cards, they will give you um, information about what your benefits provide. And sometimes we don't want to go the extra mile because we don't want to put in the extra, extra work. But think about it this way. We only have one life one body. Our body is our temple. So we must take care of our body so we could have that longevity. And I want to dive in a little bit deeper to really explain what the different health issues are that we talked about, um, Katina, so far. So we hit on fibromyalgia. So I want um, you to explain what exactly is that. We hit on endometriosis, which I know that has to do with, you know, menstrual flows and et cetera. Um, fibroids could also be tied to endometriosis sometimes, and that could cause women to have infertility issues. But once they remove the fibroids, then it does give them a fighting chance to birth a healthy child. And just because you have a fibroid does not mean that you are not going to get pregnant. And I feel like that is a misconception that some women are given because the healthcare provider is just doing the surface level things versus really going deep diving and doing a thorough analysis. We also 
talked about um, rheumatoid arthritis and we hit a little bit on lupus. So as part as an educational to bring the awareness to you guys, we wanna let you know what each one of these mean and what some of the symptoms are. But here's a disclaimer, just because we tell you what some of the symptoms are, not everyone experiences the same symptoms. So we're educating you, but it's up to you to go do your due diligence and your homework from this assignment to learn more about each one of these things. Because as a woman who goes through reproductive and whose body changes as you get older, you should be aware of how your body is going to react and what are the stages that you are going to go through. So you could catch things early on versus later on. So Katina, let's dive into these. Yes, definitely. Um, I would start out first with rheumatoid arthritis. Um, rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune disease. And when you say autoimmune disease, what it means is that your um, immune system is not functioning in the way that it should be. Um, instead of getting rid of foreign invaders like viruses and bacteria the way that it should do, it instead um, turns on its own self, on your own body and attacks your joints, um, your tissue and joints and tissues in the body. Um, not just your hands, your fingers, um, your toes, your, um, your feet that people may think that may usually think of, but also your elbows, your shoulders, your joints, and even it can lead to attacking tissues um, and muscles such as your heart, your, um, your um, kidneys, all types of things can be affected by autoimmune disease, but it's usually triggered by environmental triggers um, or genetics, um, something that um, is something that uh, also influences. And when I say environmental triggers, um, the things, foods that we eat, exposure to toxins, um, childhood traumas um, can also lead to triggering autoimmune disease as well. And as I mentioned, women are 98% um, of the patients as research has shown. So the majority of the cases for autoimmune disease. And then when we speak about fibromyalgia, fibromyalgia is a condition that results in pain throughout your body, um, generally in trigger points, similar to the way that autoimmune diseases attack, may attack certain areas of the body, depending on it. Um, there are trigger points throughout your body that it affects. And if there's at least 10 to 12 of these trigger points. Um, and it also is associated like autoimmune disease with chronic fatigue, um, not just chronic pain, chronic fatigue, sleep issues, memory issues. Oftentimes the term brain fog is associated with, with it, um, whereas your memory is impacted. It can also feel like you're almost having Alzheimer's because it's so difficult to recall things, or you could be in the stream of doing something that's forgetful. Sometimes people think, you know, I'm just forgetting things, but brain fog is a lot, but is much, is different from that. It's something that is more of a constant factor in a person's life. Um, and this too can be something that is, um, is genetic as well or impacted by environmental triggers. Um, when I also spoke, speak about environmental triggers, other things that can impact it is like for me, I was in a traumatic car accident um, in 2012. And after that accident, these symptoms that would just come and go throughout my whole life that I was, was told were growing pains or were just, you know, normal take some ibuprofen became constant. And for four years, those symptoms became worse and worse until I got the, um, I learned the right natural and holistic methods to use and got the right um, treatment and diagnosis. 
And then we have talked about endometriosis, um, and it is a condition that is often associated with um, when the in the lining um, of the um, when the lining and endometrial lining begins to pour out rather than just having a normal flow of blood, um, it's pouring out and creating scar tissue within your insides of, around um, all of your female organs. And for me, it attacked that scar tissue attached to my colon, to my bladder, um, and um, it was stage four. So that's what led to extremely heavy bleeding, anemia, which was um, the severe anemia is what led to me having to have a hysterectomy in 2021. But this is not something that is always um, not, yeah, 2020. This is not, hysterectomy is not always the end result, but it is the result for um, some, um, depending on how serious it is and if other treatment options haven't worked for them. Um, I had 25 years of living with it. And for me, um, it led me to have to because my hemoglobin um, and hematocrit, which are so our, um, our lab levels or blood levels that are associated with um, anemia were so low that there was nothing that they could do. No iron infusions, not, no eating healthy, none of those things could impact it. Um, so, and then We've talked, uh, we mentioned about lupus and those conditions. It's very similar to the rheumatoid arthritis about how your own immune system is attacking certain parts of your body. And for them, it can attack their lungs, their hearts even more so, and um, can, can be very, very, um, a very, very serious and painful condition um, that leads to many hospitalizations and, as well. And fibroids, and um, as you mentioned, it's also something that attaches to your uterus that um, foreign bodies that should not be there that also leads to those heavy, um, that heavy bleeding. So there's a lot of things that affect specifically women. So it's very important for us to do our research um, to find out research your symptoms and research how they're um, affecting your body. Um, journal document what your symptoms are and then start learning what they could be consistent with and then bring these to your doctor's attention and it may lead them to do the proper testing because all of those conditions have specific testing that can be done that can identify um, the condition or lead the doctor right down the right track to provide you the accurate diagnosis. But it starts with us really being able to really document our history effectively and then share that um, with our healthcare providers so that they can um, make a, the right decision. Because remember health, health and, and doctors, all of that is a science. It's not something written out and very specific. It requires them to almost go through um, you know, a process of elimination. Um, and that's what happen, happens with most of the conditions that we've discussed is a process of elimination until they get to the right thing and the test, testing coincides with the condition. Thank you so much, Katina, for explaining all of those and you did it very well and it was easy to understand. And another thing that I do want to add in there too is as you're going through um, your process of eliminations with your doctors, always save your lab work and then you could also take that to your other doctors whenever you're having a second opinion. So if you have a PCP, a primary care physician, whatever workup they do on 
on you, send that, send that information or take it to your OBGYN because sometimes even though they are doctors, they don't always talk to one another and versus going through the same test over and over, you could already start to build up the workup on your own and make sure it's easier for the next doctor. Um, also, another thing that I do personally is whenever I'm going through different things or I feel like something is off in my body, I start to do my research first, then I also start to be mindful of what I'm eating. So sometimes I'll do a food journal or I'll do a how am I feeling journal so then I could kind of make sure I am keeping metrics of how my body is interacting, especially um, with the recent things that I've went through. Like I've had four major deaths. My It started with my father. My father passed in November of 2020. Then I got laid off from my Fortune 500 job in um, February of 2021. Then my grandmother passed. And then a week ago, I lost my other grandmother. So grief and trauma can affect your body because it can have a, a heavy toll on you. And stress can easily trigger autoimmune disorders and send your body out of whack. Another thing, too, to be mindful of is when you are taking certain medications, be mindful of what the side effects are with those medications, because sometimes providers will provide you with the medication, then they'll give you another medication to mask those side effects. But if that medication is not the primary medication to help you treat that, then what is the point of you taking it? So be mindful of when you take certain medicines, how does it make you feel? And have you noticed any symptoms? And are those symptoms associated with the side effects? And if so, then maybe you should look into some natural, um, naturopathic remedies or some holistic remedies, like I've done acupuncture especially after my car accident. And that really helped my body heal itself. I've looked into CBD. I've done, um, there is the lymphatic drainage where they hook up the little massage things and then work on work it through your body. And that's been very conducive. And now there is the Epsom salt soap where you could go into the big tubs that are filled with, I think it's like 2000 pounds of Epsom salt and you just soak your body. So there's a lot of different things out there. I've even tried chirotherapy. So I am big into trying different things because I just want my body to heal itself versus being so dependent on pharmaceutical drugs because we all know that pharmacies are pushing those drugs onto medical providers and they're pushing it onto patients because it's a money game and everyone's getting a kickback but there are some drugs that people absolutely need to take to keep them on the right track and heal their body but don't let that be your only savings grace and then another thing um I encourage you to do like when you do lab work, like whether you're doing it with LabCorp or Quest or whatever the case may be, um, download the apps because if you're in another doctor's office and they may need to know what was your hemoglobin, your hemocratin, what was your bun, what was um, your if diabetes or whatnot, you could easily just send those blood works over while you're in that facility versus them waiting for a fax or email or whatever, which is delaying um, your progress. Then also be mindful too, when you're in the doctor's office, maximize the amount of time you're spending with that physician because you are paying them and they are there to listen to you. And if you feel like you're not being heard, but you're being seen and you're spending maybe $40 for a copay, but they're only seeing you for five minutes, then you need to find somebody else that is going to take the time with you because you are here to know about your health and your health is equivalent to your wealth. So those are some things 
I would really be mindful of and take that into consideration because there are so many ways to advocate for yourself. And a part of advocacy is self-care, self-love, and self um, affirmation. And if you are not putting all of those together to advocate for yourself, then you are missing the bucket and you are your biggest as, as, um, asset and you have so many aspects to bring to the world. So don't let one person deny you of that. And Katina, as we wind down, what is your call to action for this episode? Well, you know, I would love to um, also say everything that you said is so important. Um, I do want each and every woman to remember that you can, you have control over your body and over your health and to actively do your best to um, utilize natural and holistic methods. She listed quite a few. I also use aromatherapy, acupuncture, chiropractor care, as well as Bowen massage specific techniques that have helped me to reduce my medications from over 10 medications to just one, the biologic I need to control my immune system. Um, and that's um, those, those steps that I've taken, I encourage all of you to, that you, to know that you can achieve a better quality of life, um, but it takes us actively um, speaking up for ourselves, having the right mindset and self-care, self-love, self-compassion, all of that is important um, to um, us being able to advocate for ourselves. Um, I, as you know, I'm a health and wellness coach and I do offer my services specifically to women with chronic illnesses and autoimmune diseases to help them navigate um, through the healthcare system to achieve getting the best quality of care and to live the best quality of life that they deserve um, with the strategies that I um, provide them. And that includes natural and holistic methods, mindset and self-advocacy. I also spoke about journaling. I do feel that that is very and very important process to all of our healing. Um, journaling um, has helped me to be able to um, not only document what my symptoms are and what I'm going through, but I've also been able to document my progress. Um, and that also seeing the progress that you make actually helps you in your healing process as well. Um, because oftentimes we're going through things and we don't see um, the benefits of it. But keeping a document of it and being able to share that with your doctors and your providers helps. And that's why I always um, recently partnered up with a company called MindFlight Journal. It's a company owned by two women who have chronic illnesses, mother and daughter, who created this journal to help people to navigate through documenting their symptoms, their medications, but also finding ways to live in gratitude despite living with chronic illnesses um, through quotes and prompts and things that assist. Um, so I also encourage, with the, I encourage you to take a look at that or some type of journaling that can help you. With the MindFlight Journal, if you use Nurse Loves, Nurse Love in capital letters, you're able to get a 15% discount. Um, so that's one thing that I'm offering to others. Besides my um, being able to contact me for one-on-one -on -one coaching, I provide eight to 12-week programs. And um, I do encourage you to continue also. I'm going to add this to my call to action to listen to beautiful podcasts like the one that Genesis has. Genesis has an amazing amount of knowledge. Um, I tell you, 
And what I've heard from her podcast and what I've experienced in just this interview, I um, cannot wait to continue to follow her and I hope to come back one day to be able to share more knowledge. Um, this is an amazing tool for really educating others and thank you Genesis for providing this to others and I wish you continued success on your platforms. And not to mention come find me on one of my platforms too. Um, Instagram and all of those, um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, all of the clubhouse, I'm there as well. You have all of that information um, available um, attached to this um, podcast. So it, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Katina. And thank you for um, plugging that. So Katina's um, Instagram is at nurse underscore loves underscore essentials and she has amazing stuff on there she's on facebook tiktok and etc like she mentioned and i will include all of her information as well as her website in the show notes so you could connect with her so you could be coached and have someone to do life with you on this journey because we are here to collaborate and complement not compete with one another and we're here to really create those synergies so we can grow together and until we chat next time peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. And remember, you were created on purpose for a purpose as a masterpiece, and you are so important. So stay true to yourself, love your body, and be one mind, body, and soul, because your health is equivalent to your wealth. You can't enjoy your wealth if you're not in optimal health. So think about that when you're thinking about woman health issues and self-advocacy. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-S, at gmail.com where your brand your swag your services can be here on gems podcast